Okay, so we're doing a thing. Um, Chapter 24 is good. A lot of it, all of it actually really is good. But as I was scanning and surveying it, I saw something that I feel like is important for us to address. So like day 23, we're just going to go with the flow of days past and we're going to read just a segment or a portion, although, you know, that's still long in and of itself. We're just going to read verses 21 through 22. I'm reading from the Passion Translation again. And this is kind of like a gumbo. Um, It's all over the place, but in a good way. There's some of this, there's some of that that makes up the whole. But a few things to note about the overarching theme with chapter 24 is that God is giving wisdom on how to be successful, business-minded, entrepreneurial spirit, but also how to be a builder and how to sustain certain things. I believe this chapter is a key for us in advancing with finances and wealth. I also believe that as we read this chapter and glean from its wisdom and its power and its strength, it's going to cause us to be successful in curtailing and walking away from those who mean us evil um, as far as who would seek to rob and steal that which belongs to us. I also believe finally that there is wisdom within chapter 24 verses 1 through 4 for how we should treat those who are opposing us. And it all boils down to what we've been talking about that is in this year. He is the ox. Let God defend you. Now, let me say this because I think people are misunderstanding me when I say that. I think people are saying, or I think people are thinking that when I say let God defend you, it means that we just sit back and we lock ourselves in our homes and, and we pray and, and just like, excuse me, hope to God that he takes care of it. And we do absolutely nothing and we're just courageless. That's not what that means. I specifically give the example, I believe it's part two of the three-part series of Insights, Prophecies, and Revelations for 2021, what that means to be in Father and let him be the ox. And I give the example of Jesus. Jesus could have completely lived his divinity like 100%. In earth as a man, if he chose to, it would not have reaped the benefits and the rewards that it did by him dying and denying him, dying to himself and denying himself so that father would rise in him and be seen and evident in all aspects of Jesus's life and ministry versus Jesus having any involvement in what he himself was doing. That's what I mean. Understand that when Jesus chose to be a servant, chose to be a bond servant, chose to be an emissary, a representative of his father, what he was doing was anything but being weak or fragile. Because on every affront and at every aim and angle, except when he died and he became despised, he became the curse, he became rejected for us. That's the only exception. The father was fighting for Jesus and the father was fighting in and through Jesus. And I mean, Jesus had all this dominion 
everything he touched, everywhere he went, whatever he did, he was everything. You see, our mindset in Western civilization primarily, but in the world, the world's system, Satan, is equated to servant being weak and fragile. No, 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 no. That's not what that means. When I say, let the father defend you, I am simply saying what scripture says. There is nobody who can do what God can do on your behalf. His name is El Gabor. Our names are not El Gabor. His name is Defender. Our names are not Defender. We saw earlier throughout this month that one of the verses in Proverbs tell us that we can gear ourselves up for battle like war horses, but he calls, he wins, it's his victory. That's it, that's all. So understand me clearly. I'm not telling you not to fight. I'm simply telling you to fight in a different way. Fight in him rather than how you've always fought. Let him defend you. There, there's, there, there is substantial scriptural references, especially in the book of Psalms and Proverbs, but throughout scripture where men and women just, okay, I'm going to stand and rest in war from victory. That's what Jehovah Nisi means. When you look at when you look what uh, Moses was standing on that mountain and couldn't lift his arms, so we had to have men stand on either side to lift his arms. So there was victory. The victory was already theirs because God says He was going to push back all who would oppose them if they would trust, stand firm, and believe in Him. That's what Jehovah Nisi means. Let Him fight for you. Get a new revelation of how to war this year. Go low. Jesus got everything, people of God. Listen to me. I'm speaking to the people of God right now. So if you're listening, you're not in the kingdom of God. You need to get a revelation from Holy Spirit to come under subjection to him and let him, Jesus, be your Lord and Savior. Or you need to stop posing and faking and listening to this because you have ulterior motives and God has a word for you that he's going to send out. Now, that's a word. But to the people of God, you need to understand to be a servant means to get it all. It means to have it all because you're choosing to own and control nothing but allowing the father to do it all in you so that when he positions and calls you to go, it was the father who was directing the steps of Yeshua, not Yeshua. So when he calls you to go someplace, it is irrefutable. A miracle on the Sabbath is irrefutable. Reaching your hands out to heal the sick of leprosy is irrefutable. Putting your hands on a demon possessed individual to deliver them is irrefutable. Speaking a word in the atmosphere to send to someone who has a spirit of infirmity is irrefutable and so on and so forth. Oh my God, being a servant is so much greater and more than being weak, crippled and infirm or fragile. So hear me when I say, let him defend you. It means that you relinquish all carnality, all strength in yourself. Excuse me, all understanding of previous war tactics And you're putting on a new understanding of how to war and and strategy in this season, in this year and now. That's what that means. So I pray you understand, as I've been saying all year in the end of last year, 2020, to let him defend you, that that is what that means. You're not just sitting back and doing nothing. 
Rather, your position just looks completely different. We can't fight these things now that we're facing the same way we have fought them. Listen, God is wanting us not to erase in a sense of to forget, but God wants us to wipe off the boards of what we have said. Okay, this is what it's going to look like. This is how it's going to look because we're relying on what we've known. And Father is wanting us to get a revelation of getting in him and letting him be the ox, letting him be the good shepherd in giving us the tools, the keys, the strategy, wisdom means strategy for how we're supposed to go forward and conquer the powers of darkness in this year. Get a revelation of being in his house, of being within the confines, boundary lines, and borders of his sheep pen, if you will, barnyard, if you will, and letting him be the ox who watches, who guards, and who fights. Verse 1 of chapter 24. Don't envy the wealth of the wicked or crave their company for their, excuse me, for their obsessed with causing trouble and their conversations are corrupt. That's a word. Listen, I keep telling you, God's going to get these people who are oppressing you. God, and <laughs> now there's something about that later on in this chapter that we'll get to, but God is going to face and fight off and it's going to be righteous because the word tells us that vengeance belongs to him. Listen, that's why we can't seek a lot of what we have done in past seasons has been in vengeance and vengeance is always wrong because vengeance is only righteous and mighty in him. It belongs to him. Romans 12. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Let him get them for you. That's the last I'm going to say that on this episode. Verse three, wise people are builders. They build families, businesses, communities, and through intelligence and insight, their enterprises are established and endure. I decree over you wisdom to build. Verse four, because of their skilled leadership, the hearts of people are filled with the treasures of wisdom and the pleasures of spiritual wealth. Glory, hallelujah, I receive that. Wisdom can make anyone into a mighty warrior and revelation knowledge increases strength. We thank you, Father, for wisdom, creating warriors who are mighty in this season. Mighty in the Old Testament is Gabor. What did I say his name is? One of his names, El Gabor. Let wisdom make you into a warrior, a mighty warrior, not in your own strength. That's a word. Verse six, why strategy is necessary to wage war. And with many astute advisors, you'll see the path to victory more clearly. Wisdom is a treasure too lofty for a quarreling fool. He'll have nothing to say when leaders gather together. There is one who makes plans to do evil. Master schemer is his name. If you plan to do evil, it's as wrong as doing it. And everyone detests a troublemaker. If you faint when under pressure, you have need of courage. I decree courage over you. We've been talking about that. Get in courage. Get out of fear. Resist the spirit of fear. Decree I have power, love and sound judgment, a sound mind. Decree you are a mighty warrior according to the spirit of wisdom and that because he's El Gabor, He's teaching and nurturing you and tutoring you into being a warrior in this year. Verse 11, go and rescue the perishing. Be their savior. That's deliverance. We talked about we get delivered. Now we go out and get delivered. I love how that's followed exactly by chapter, sorry, verse 10. Again, when I begin to prophesy this stuff out on January 1st, January 15th, and then in December of 2020 for 2021, I didn't know I'd even be doing Proverbs. And I didn't even know this was there the way it said. 
Clearly, the spirit and truth, the word and prophecy are lining up. Listen to God. I don't care if you listen to me or not. I'm not telling you to listen to me or bow down to me. I'm not telling you to worship me inadvertently. I'm not telling you to follow my rules. I'm telling you to listen to the spirit of truth. And I am reading scripture to you and piecing together spiritual principles, revelation and the word of God. That's when you know you have it. Get delivered first, get cleansed first, go out and deliver and save and cleanse people. Back to verse 11. Why would you stand back and watch them stagger to their death? And why would you say, but it's none of my business. The one who knows you completely and judges your every motive is also the keeper of your souls and not just yours. He sees through your excuses and holds you responsible for failing to help those whose lives are threatened. That's a word for now. Now. Please don't mistake that scripture verse. This is all in context of what we just read ahead. Let him defend you. Let him give you the strategy. Let him transform you into a mighty warrior. Let him call you to the battle. Understand your servant. Get into the spirit of this age by him. You're a servant in this season, but you got all the dominion and all the power understand what that truly means. Father, loose over us right now the understanding and the knowledge of what it truly means to be a servant, how Yeshua was. I encourage you to go read John chapter 14 and chapter 17. We covered that in the second uh, part two of the three-part series of Insights, Prophecies, Revelations for 2021. Verse 13, revelation knowledge is a delicacy, sweet like flowing honey that melts in your mouth. Eat as much of it as you can, my friend. For then you will perceive what is true wisdom. Your future will be bright and this hope living within will never disappoint you. We talked about that. Hope doesn't disappoint. Listen up, you wicked, irreverent ones. Don't harass the lovers of God. I told you he's going to get them. And don't invade their resting place. I told you he's going to get them. Believe his word. Verse 16, for the lovers of God may suffer adversity and stumble seven times, but they will continue to rise over and over again. But the unrighteous are brought down by just one calamity and will never be able to rise again. Now, here's where I was talking about in the beginning of the overarching theme of this chapter. When our enemies fall, here's what wisdom tells us. Never gloat when your enemy meets disaster and don't be quick to rejoice if he fails. For the Lord who sees your heart will be displeased with you and will pity your foe. Listen to me. I prophetically exhort that the playing field has been leveled. Things are changing. Now, whether if you want to come into agreement with what how God is changing things or if you see it or not, if you if you're estimating this change to certain things and certain streams, certain groups, nah, don't do all of that. See from his perspective how he has caused a shift. Choose to gain strategy by wisdom and then you go forward and thrive in this time. Do not gloat over the failure and the downfall of those who have been oppressing you. Let God have vengeance. Listen to me. When we seek vengeance and we, when, when we seek that, it's not from a holy place. It tarnishes us. It deteriorates us. It makes us into another that God has not called us to be. We're of another spirit, not the Holy Spirit. That's why it's only just and righteous for him 
to have vengeance. Now, I'm not telling you to fall to the feet of your captor. I'm not telling you to fall to, to the feet of your foe. I am telling you not to abuse them, punish them, further resent them, mock them, jest them, or make fun of them or laugh at them. Let God call the shots. Let him call you to do what you need to do when he calls you to do it. Verse 19, don't be angrily offended over evildoers or be agitated by them. We just covered that. For the wicked have no life and no future. Their life, sorry, the light of life will die out. Decree that word. If you've been believing for something like, why is this continuing? Why hasn't this perished yet? Decree the word over that thing, but understand your motive behind it and do not rejoice in the downfall and don't decree this word from the flesh with impure motives. That is witchcraft. Verse 21, my child, stand in awe of the Lord Jehovah. Give counsel to others, but don't mingle with those who are rebellious. Now, we've heard this verse in two separate verses on day 23 to stand and live in awe of almighty God. And not to commingle with rebellious people because it will transform us into becoming rebellious. So understand that there is a great setting apart and a divine line the Father is drawing. We're going to see this more throughout this year. In the coming years of this entire decade, there is a specific year in this decade where we will succinctly see, as we saw, Father say, Jesus is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. That was a defining, identifying line. He set apart Jesus from everybody else around him. And they all witnessed, saw and heard of it in some measure. God's going to do this. Make sure you're within the proper boundary lines that he has set and you're not being accused of by him or called rebellious. In the last verse we'll read in this chapter on this day. 22. For sudden destruction will fall upon them and their lives will be ruined in a moment. And who knows what retribution they will face? Hmm. Listen, God has promises for us all. God has things he wants us all to fulfill. I guarantee you, if we will get a revelation of how to be a servant, if we will get a revelation of how to build ourselves up with the Holy Ghost, if we will let the spirit rule in our spirits and not let our carnal natures, our understanding rule, we're going to see some great mighty things. Listen, God wants a tsunami of miracles, signs and wonders and deliverance to be poured out and washed over. But we have to get a revelation of that partnership and come into agreement with what he's doing. It looks like what the crown means for us in this year. It can either be inverted against us or in right standing, which is what we've been talking about for us. We get the rewards. We get the full alignment and the rewards, I mean the benefits of being rightly aligned. We get the right alignment of intellect, which is mind, emotions, and will. That means we're not discombobulated. We're not all over the place. And we know um, how to have alignment in our soul. And our souls are ruling righteously. And then when it all is said and done, we get to lay down all of those benefits and the reward and the crown at Yeshua's feet. That is what we want. So understand that's what it means to go low. That's what it means to let him defend you. And that's what it means that the ox is the strong, mighty father in defense of his children. I dare you to watch, stand and witness his miraculous power, his victory for us in this year. Stand firm 
in his victory. Continue to hope, continue to believe, ask for wisdom tied around your neck. Get in wisdom, get in faith, get in hope and get encouraged. Blessings.